Let's call the brand I ding dong. Hello? Yeah. Uh, what's going on, dude? Oh, you know, just got back late last night from California. California. <laughs> Here we come. Uh, what were you doing in California? And then you didn't come say hello to me. Because I was all the way up in San Jose, which I've just like my California geography is real bad. Like I'm familiar with like L.A., San Diego and a few things in between. But north of of Malibu is just an abyss of foreign territory to me. Wow. That is the most Southern California thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> I know that probably makes you mad because you're from NorCal. I'm from SenCal, so bro. But technically. Oh, SenCal. I mean, technically NorCal if we're being. My bad. But yeah, you're right. So I flew into San Jose. Uh-huh. I looked at a map because I was like, I don't know where I am. And I saw Palo Alto and I was like, oh, okay, Palo Alto. That's cool. Like Silicon Valley, right? Like Richie Rich. Cool, cool. Yeah. I don't know if San Francisco is north or south or east or west. I don't know where Napa is. Is Napa south? Is Napa west? I, uh, uh, north? I don't know. I just didn't know. I was shocked that the water looked so close on the map because it was very dry and mountainy where I was and no water in sight. But very beautiful. I will say I was visiting an equine sanctuary, if you will, that this wonderful woman that I met rescued 500 wild horses that were going to be sent to slaughter. And she rescued them and put them on uh, this massive ranch that she owns. And the horses just roam free on this property. And they've split off into like their own little herds and families. It's so cool. And we got to go and hear about, I guess, first of all, like her horses and how she was able to keep them wild. But also like they're somewhat uh, domesticated because she has to take care of them to an extent, obviously. But they do roam wild. And we got to hear about that whole process. And also I've worked for a long time with an organization that's kind of fighting for wild horse rights, which I could talk about for hours and hours because it's a very loaded conversation. But basically, the wild horses that roam the West are in pretty severe danger of becoming extinct sooner than later just because of the way the government rounds them up. And unfortunately, even though slaughter is illegal in this country, what happens is these horses that get rounded up get shipped across the border to Canada, Mexico, where they can slaughter them and a lot of them die very cruel deaths. So working with an organization to help bring awareness to that and help solve that problem so that we can have wild horses forever and ever. I mean, that's beautiful. Yeah, thanks. So now I'm playing... The Rolling Stones about horses. Oh, cool, cool. I can't hear it. Yeah, you can't hear it. But I know the song. Lovely touch. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. I tell you what, man, horse girls freak me out, though. I- I'm going to be honest with you. Horse girls okay. are... You got this from TikTok. No, I'm starting, to, <laughs> I'm starting to notice it. I got to be honest with you. But the only thing that, that scares me more, and I'm going to get some hate for this, the only thing that scares me more than horse girls are Swifties. I think she's a great writer. I think she's a fantastic musician. The craze about this new album coming out and like, I just see all these people tweeting so much. I'm like, it hasn't even come out yet. What are we freaking out about right now? I mean, yeah, they're freaks. I'm not going to lie. You're going to get a lot of hate for saying that. I'm just saying it just weirds me out a little bit. You know, I don't like anything that much at all. Tacos? Well, that's just sustenance. You know, that's food. That's important. You do love them, though. I do love tacos. I will say this. I saw those, your Instagram, and it looked like horse heaven. I mean, it was. I We glamped 
which basically means you sleep in a comfy bed, but in a tent, which is super cool. And I woke up uh, yesterday morning, stepped outside my tent with my coffee and like one of the herds, like 50 of them were just standing out right outside the tents, which was so cool. It was very awesome. And I think that a lot of people don't realize that wild horses roam in the West. You know, I I think people don't think that exists anymore, but it absolutely does. And it's very magical. And I do think that the horses, like the wild horses are really like a symbol of America, you know, just the wild west and American freedom and they're in danger and we got to help them. So who Mm. trims their, their toenails? So when they're in the wild, they roam so much, they travel so many miles and the terrain is so is obviously like a lot rougher out there than what's in my backyard. So because of how much they move around in the terrain, they actually like it happens naturally out in the wild. Their hooves just like break off naturally so that you don't have to trim them out there. And it's because we've domesticated them and keep them right in like smaller spaces and manicured fields where they don't get that. And that's why we have to trim their feet in uh, domesticated situations. And I guess it's similar to like, you know, zoo animals and animals that are kept in captivity are just, they are just so different and require such different things than animals in the wild because they're domesticated. So similar thing. Don't you shave horses too, like keep their their fur down? Yes, I do that because we compete and because they're working, like they're working. And so because we ride them throughout the winter and they sweat so much because they're exercising, right? It's like when you go outside for a run in the cold. So we do trim their hair so that they're easier to cool down and keep clean in the winter. And But like most horses need that winter coat to stay warm. And because we tr- clip our horses is what it's called, they have to wear, that's why they wear blankets. So that's why like when you see horses with blankets, it's like, well, horses in the wild don't need that, which is correct because horses in the wild grow a very thick winter coat every winter and we shave ours off so that we can continue to ride. Got it. So so humans have made horses weak. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Typical. That's exactly what we do. We've made, you know, we, we took wolves and we turned them into a pug with like a nasal problem <laughs> and bad yeah, gas. Yeah, exactly. You know? Very, very true. Well, that's very cool. I'm leaving a little bit later today to go to the desert. Mm-hmm. When you live in California, you do, you do a couple things. You know, you um, you go to the beach, which we don't ever do. Which is weird, but I don't ever go to the beach. You can go to the mountains, which we do every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Go to Tahoe or Big Bear or Squaw, whatever. You go to Mexico. We do that one a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. But uh, but the thing that people, people do a lot is we go to, you go to the desert, which I don't know why it's so hot there. But we're going mm-hmm. there for my brother's my brother's birthday, so we're gonna go out there. We're gonna get uh, wasty faced by a pool, and it's gonna be good. Sounds lovely. Yeah, I will say the desert is a vibe. You know what I mean? For sure, vibe. A lot of murals out there. A lot of murals. The Joshua trees are just so cool. I don't know. You're going to not Joshua Tree, right? I'm going to Palm Springs. Yeah, palm trees. Yeah. But it's still, even just like the aesthetic in the desert is very cool. I, I would I would dare say like there's just a different energy out there that's just nice to like soak in. Definitely Joshua Tree or like Sedona. Like those areas are like kind of like known for a bunch of hipsters going out there and making music and digging drugs. Whereas like Palm Springs is more of like old people going to die. But they do have cool <laughs> golf carts everywhere, you know? <laughs> There's also very cute boutique hotels out there that are, like, it's almost like a time warp. A lot of them are, like, very 70s vibes, and I, I like that about it. Yeah. I do like when you go to the desert, all the people that have been to the desert, or maybe, like, some places in Florida can really relate to this or understand what I'm talking about. But there is a point in which you become an old person, and you go to retire, and you think, you know what I need? I need a golf cart, but not just a regular golf cart. I need a Cadillac golf cart. 
Oh. I did a Range Rover golf cart, which is like, you know Range Rover isn't making this. Someone just like is making a knockoff and you're paying way mo- too much money for it. But I'll tell you what, man, it looks cool. I got to say, like, if I'm going down, if I'm dying, <laughs> I'm going out in a freaking Lamborghini 12 volt. Okay. I don't know what that is, but it sounds sick. Yeah. Speaking of cars. Yeah. Max it. Verstappen, world champion for a second year in a row. Is that drive to survive? F1. F1, yeah. Yeah, F1, yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of drama surrounding the uh, Honda Grand Prix that just happened, but after some deliberation, they did find that Max Verstappen gets full points for his win and thus makes him world champion for the year, second year in a row. Get it, Maxie? Nice. Have you heard about this chess cheating scandal? Chess? Chess. Yeah, I can't say um, that chess catches my attention. I don't know what side of TikTok I'm on right now, but I'm on the chess cheating side of TikTok because there's this guy, Hans Niemann, who's accused of cheating in more than 100 chess games. And he like went up against this guy named Magnus Carlsen, who's like a grand wizard master of chess who hasn't lost playing white in like 400 years or something. And he beat him. And this guy that beat him is like known for for someone who's like cheats and on like online games and whatnot. And a lot of people think that he had some sort of device on him that like helped him cheat. And what they're saying is he had it implanted in his butthole. Ew. He had a rook up his bunghole and that's how he cheated and was able to beat Magnus Carlsen. Fascinating. It's, it's so fucking lame but also awesome i didn't know <laughs> like what a movie this is gonna be you know uh is it i don't know if i'm gonna watch it it's gonna be like hi i'm hans neiman and i'm gonna stick this up my ass <laughs> and go win a chess tournament <laughs> i mean how amazing is that something also kanye west is back in the news and he's like a whole white lives matter thing and he's trying to make some statement that i don't i don't really understand and then he also said something that was pretty anti-semitic on twitter and now he's been banned on both twitter and on instagram and um here's a thought guys here just a quick just a quick idea what if we stop paying attention to this guy let's just not pay attention to him anymore i'm down with that i wasn't really paying attention to him to begin with so either am i that's the thing i'm like not a big hip-hop guy never really like couldn't tell you a single ye record out there i didn't know he's i know he's a genius or whatever but you know what he's starting to say some things and it makes me think hey let's not pay attention to him anymore what do you think about yeah. that let's let yeah, him I'm down. I'm down. let's let him fade off into the distance no longer with a Kardashian. I just don't know why we do it. Great question. Um, should we start the show? Oh, I forgot we hadn't done that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's um, let's do that. Let's do that. Me or you? I have no idea. Go for it. Okay. Bros and hoes. You're listening to your favorite thing podcast with Wells and Brandy. All right, YFTers. I mean, there's a lot of sleep hacks out there. We were actually talking about noise machines earlier, but there's also like no snacking at night, yoga before bed, meditation. I try to do that. Instead of trying them all, you can immediately transform your sleep with Bowl and Branch. We're talking about the best-selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love 
bowl and branch sheets. I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my bowl and branch sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time. And they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out. Plus, they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code FAVORITE at bowlandbranch.com. That's Bowl & Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code FAVORITE THING. I also put um, a, a double ding on my soundboard. Cute. So... You're nerding out so hard on that soundboard. So hard. Yeah. So what do you want to start with? You want to start with uh, BIP? All up Might in as your well, bills? yeah. All right. We'll jump in. Uh, episodes four and five this week. Mm-hmm. Initial thoughts? Reactions? Initial thought. You're getting a lot of screen time this year. Are you happy about that? Or are you not happy about that? I'm thrilled. Oh, thank you. Love that for you because that's love that for our show, you know? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, I'll give that a ding. Yeah, another story time with Wells. Wow, I just didn't know we would get blessed with two in one season. Oh, I know. And I think there's more to come. Oh, really? I think so, yeah. I, I would love to see more reenactment from you. I think we're done with the reenactments. Oh, I really loved that. I did too, but we only did the <laughs> reenactment because there was no video footage to prove what happened, you know? Right, 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 right. Yeah, loved that. Love that you're getting that screen time. You know what else I really love? What's that? I love how everyone, I know they've always kind of come to you for advice. Like you've always been the advice guy. Yeah. But I feel like right now, like it's it's changed a little bit to where people really go to you for um for like answers and stuff too it's like well wells well said she's gone oh well said she's gone she yeah. must be gone it's like you are the end all be all when it comes to <laughs> when people don't know what's going on it's like oh well, well said this well said that and it's just like you're like the deity of paradise <laughs> it's kind of true you know it, i mean it's it's a vehicle to explain information easily I think. Yes. I mean, where do we start here? I feel like we get, let's start with Genevieve, right? Okay. First of all, it's so funny because on whatever, whose season was he on Michelle, Justin on Michelle's season? Yes. Yes. So like on that season, he was just so quiet and chill and laid back and just like, didn't cause any drama. You know what I mean? Didn't ruffle feathers. He was just like sweet Justin. And now I feel like he is just so outspoken and he is ruffling feathers, causing some drama. I'm just shocked. It's just not the same Justin we saw on The Bachelorette. Yeah, I mean, he was just a walking meme before, I guess. Yeah. And now he's got some – he actually has a personality. He actually has uh, yeah. things to say. And and he I got to be honest with you. In a lot of the conversations that he has with Genevieve, I agree with what he's saying. When she's like, you don't show me anything. And he's like, I'm sorry. I'm just looking at this cake I brought you. You got a leg to stand on there, buddy. I get that. But I do see Genevieve's point of view of like when she's trying to just explain to him how she feels – he is manipulating her a little bit, trying to make her the way it's like, ugh, I've just been, I've just been manipulated in this way before by a guy. And it's like, they're trying to like talk you out of the way you're feeling being just like you be, you being justified by your feelings. And it's like, all right, that, that might be the case that, yeah, you got me a cake to show me a fa- like to show me that you care, but that doesn't change the fact that I, ha- I still haven't been feeling seen and and loved, even though on your end, you're doing that. That doesn't 
just negate the feelings that I've been feeling. Like she's not making that up. You know what I mean? Like that's just something that I think at the end of the day, they just need to agree that they aren't showing each other. They're just not a match, right? Like the way he's showing love isn't, she's not feeling it. She can't, she's not able to like receive it in that way. And like vice versa. And it's just not going to work. Like their love languages are just too different in my opinion. Well, I also think that there is subcontext of Genevieve thinks that he's there waiting for Sally to come. Sure. That's possible. But there is de definitely a very clear difference in the way Aaron is with her. He's so affectionate, constantly grabbing her, touching her, kissing on her. I don't like that. That's not my love language. It's not my thing. But obviously, Genevieve's been very outspoken that that is what she needs to feel appreciated and loved. And Aaron has given her that. And Justin did not. So to me, it's like very clear why it works with Aaron and why she would gravitate towards Aaron versus like Justin is probably somebody that's more like my kind of speed where it's like, I don't let not down with like the touchy feely stuff. I don't need someone kissing on me all the time. In fact, that kind of turns me off, but like things like making me a cake, like acts of like, that's like more like a, uh, like an act of service, like, like doing something for me means more to me. So I just feel like it's just like, I said the love language thing, really. I know that Genevieve is kind of getting like love hate on social media because I mean, she is featured so much and she does, t she comes across as a little bit of a cuckoo bird, but I think that that's why people love her and maybe hate yeah. her. Right? Like she is interesting. Love her or hate her. She is interesting and she's making good TV and she's, yeah. And she's, I think she's just coming at, at it honestly. Yeah, absolutely. Casey is like one of the funniest people in, on the show, I feel like. He is funny. <laughs> so Sarah turned to me and she goes, I don't understand why he's on the show. Well, you need different types of people. Yes, you need like the overly dramatic Genevieve. Yes. You need the potster in Shanae. But then you also need a Casey. Casey was like me on the show. He was like the voice of reason. And he's the voice for the audience who's like, this is crazy. These people are being crazy. Someone needs to say it to validate yeah. what the audience is watching. And that person is Casey. Yeah, I've always liked Casey. Yeah, he's great. What did you think about Michael breaking up with Sierra, Sierra after she gave him that like nice gift? I know. I was like, I get it. Like, you don't want to like just go along with something because someone's doing something nice. But at the same time, like the timing bro come on he came and talked to me beforehand and he was like listen i not sure if this is like my person and one like she's just moving a little bit fast she's talking about like you know like yeah picking up my kid from daycare or you know taking my kid to school and he's like whoa dude like we just got here which i know in her mind she thought that that was the right thing to say you know like totally. that's what he needed and unfortunately i that's not what he needed mm-hmm and my thing to him was, listen, it's much easier to do it earlier than it will be Absolutely. later. You know, Absolutely. like, so you just need to keep that in mind. And the thing about the gift, I mean, it's a beautiful, wonderful, heartfelt. It was real, too, by the way. Like, I saw the paperwork and everything. Beautiful sentiment. You know, these three stars that represent Michael and Michael's kid and his you know, his wife who passed away. But even in that, that's kind of crossing a line a little bit. It's all very serious, very quick. Yeah, yeah. And I can relate to Michael just in the sense of like, it, it's, I don't like it when people move too quick yeah. and get so serious so quick. And to me, like, that scares me, that pushes me away. And it's not, and it's hard because sometimes people are just doing really nice things and doing everything that on paper is, seems so right, right? And on paper, it's like everything you'd want in somebody, but if it's happening too fast, it's very 
it very easily has like the other effect of like pushing you away. And so I, I feel like that was what was happening with him. It's like, yeah, he wants to find love again. Yeah, he's open, of course, like he wants that. But even though you can want that, it's something that I think like if it happens too fast, it's just not going to work. You know what I mean? Totally. And it just takes a very special person, I think, to have the patience and like the, I guess, like confidence to be able to not rush things like, and, and to have the security to like, be like, you know what, I'm cool to go like as slow as you want. I don't need a label. I don't need this. I, you know, I just want to, you know, take it at your pace. Like, I think it would have probably been better if she had gone that route. The sad thing is, is that he did it when he's got no prospects now. So it, it's, I know, but I think that that's also a testament to like the type of guy that he is. He's like, I'm not doing this for roses and to be on mm -hmm. TV. Like I need to find a connection. If I don't have one, then I'm just not going to, I remember when we had that conversation, I was like, wow, that this is one of, this is why I like you because you actually are like a complete mature adult who are making adult decisions here. They're just yeah. tough ones. So anyways, I'm uh, pretty impressed that he decided to stay. I think if it were me and like I had had to break up with somebody like that and felt like I'd hurt somebody because I wasn't ready, like I think I would have just like had a meltdown and been like, I need to go. You know, <laughs> I'm proud of him for staying. I think it's, it's probably the harder thing to do. I think the easy thing would have been like, oh, she's leaving. Well, I'm going to leave too. Totally. But we might have something in store for old Michael down the pipe. Little Michael. Brandon and Serene, the cutest fucking things in the oh world. Oh my God. Can, where do I get a Brandon? Seriously. Like, a Brandon is what every girl dreams of. I like, mean, he started he is, crying when he it's saw unbelievable. her. Just what she was wearing to dinner. It's in, I mean, and don't get me wrong, like, Serena is so deserving. I've yeah. always been a fan of her. She is so sweet. She seems so kind and genuine and just so lovely. I think they are literally a match made in heaven. But, like, can I get a Brandon out here? Gosh. Dude, everyone needs a Brandon. Oh, I need a Brandon. And they're both just like, I'm falling in love with you. I'm falling in love with you too. Oh my God. And it's like, oh, sweet. Just get married now. You know? I know. It's just like, it's so sweet and like so innocent and, yeah. and like the best way. And yeah. Oh my God. Like barf, but love it. I did want to ask you, what are your thoughts on Ashley and Jared kind of like coming and crashing the party? Hey, listen, I love Ashley. Like love. I. It's funny. Like it's crazy to think like how long I've known her, even though I don't know her super well. Like I've been on her podcast. I've hung out with her a couple of times in person in LA. Like it's just funny. I've known her forever and I love her to death, but I just feel like it's a little, I think if they had just come in for one episode, it would have been so cute and so cool, but I, it's a little much. Like I, they're getting a little too much screen time for me. Like I love them and I think it's great that they're coming down here to have a little vacay. I just don't know if it needs that much screen time. Because when it was presented to me about what was happening, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Okay, let's just see how it goes. And it has made for like three or four very, very good acts of television. <laughs> and that's what we need. Like this season, we had so many more episodes to fill. That's why you're seeing a bunch of me. All right, let's just find things to fill this show up. And they did really, really good acts. Like the whole farting thing is fucking hilarious. I can't believe she went along with that. I can't either, but that, that's a testament to like, I guess how cool they are. I I, I would yeah. never have allowed that, nor do Absolutely I ever not. really fart in front of Sarah just, just because like, I want to get laid ev eventually. But, um, <laughs> but that was just so funny. And the fact that it's her and not him, like that's even better. Like it was just, yeah. it was chef's kiss. Like, wow, I cannot believe, I can't believe that this happened. And I can't believe she wasn't like, you guys can't hear that. Like that's going to kill yeah. me, you know, but 
But I do think at, that is a t- like her personality though is very like she's very unashamed of yeah. everything about herself, which is so endearing about her and makes her so relatable. But I, it's I'm shocked. I was like, all right, like one fart maybe, but like they're really like running with this, yeah. you know. And then like like they they're having a hard time like having sex, you know, like over and over, like every night. It's like yeah. we gotta do it, we gotta do it, and then you know. The, the editors did such a great job of all these different water spewing and all this, all these weird cutaways. And then it's like seven minutes and 52 seconds later. And then he says like, uh-huh. they're going to do the thing with like, it's like seven minutes, 52 seconds later. And it was like, Oh, that's funny. Like that's a good, it's a good bit. It is funny. So I'll give them that. I, and listen, they are paradise royalty. So like, Absolutely. I, I get it. And, and you know what? Like it's, it's a, th- I kind of agree with you. Like, I don't know if you need, to string this out over three different episodes, but I think it's cool every season to have people come in to like remind everybody of what the stakes are, which is marriage yeah. and kids, you know? I, I do think they, they have done it in the past where someone comes in for an episode. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I just thought it was a lot to have them there like so many days, but yeah. I love them. Happy for them. It's It still blows my mind how that worked out for her. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, she <laughs> like manifested the, that for sure. Yeah, she did. She did not give up. Um. Okay, I think that's enough, probably enough batch stuff. Yeah. Um, you got some fave things, bro, or what? Oh, you know what I just watched and finished? What? Remember, uh, do you remember me talking about that show called In the Dark? I think it's a, I think it's a CW show, but then it gets put on Hulu or Netflix once, you know, it's been aired. It's the show about the blind girl that gets caught up in the drug cartel and the selling drugs. And it's like a whole thing, but it's, it's funny because it's, um, it's like not a super serious show really. And it's like, like it's definitely got comedic aspects to it, but like people die and go to prison and it's like, like serious stuff happens. It's, I don't know. It's a good show. Season four just came out on Netflix and I cruised through it and I am not going to ruin it for you guys, but the ending is so tragic and sad. (laughs) And I, I loved it, but I'm like, did we have to end it that way? Did we? A blind young woman tries to solve her friend's murder in the dark on the CW. I got to say, you love CW bullshit. I love it. Who doesn't? I mean, a a majority of the United States population. (laughs) What do you mean? Wasn't Vampire Diaries on CW? I never watched that show, but everyone I know, that's their favorite fucking show. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that people love a C-dub show. Yeah, like a 15-year-old girl likes a C-dub show. This one's good. I'm telling you. you Even you would like it, I think. All right. It's cute. Wait, I have to know. Did you watch Best in Dell? Um, yeah. I still can't figure out how to download Hulu shows. I just want you to know that today, Reese, <laughs> Reese Witherspoon posted on her Instagram about how I much- I posted! Yes, but Reese actually watched the show. <laughs> And she wrote, this is not an ad. I just love pizza. This show is so good. She. I'm going to watch it. Actually, I'm home for three weeks. I'm going to watch it. I don't know if I even want you to watch it anymore. <gasps> what? Yeah. Yeah, you do. Kind of over. You want those streaming numbers. I do want that. Uh-huh. Um, I did turn it on one day and let it run. Well, thank you for that. It. I did do that. <laughs> still watching Tell Me Lies on Hulu, which we talked about already, which I'm still loving. I am not caught up on House of the Dragon. I did not get oh. to watch Sunday night's episode. Did you watch last night? Yes, and I wanted oh to talk God, to you about anything. it because I don't, don't know what the fuck happened. Don't say anything. What the fuck? Ha- I, don't, I don't even understand what happened. Don't. If you bring it up, it'd be so mad. It's I the highlight even, of my week. I can't even ruin it for you because I just don't even understand what happened. I don't understand. But there oh, is man. there is a pretty badass beheading in it. And we'll see that. 
Oh, damn. Okay, uh, this wasn't the last episode of the season, right? I don't know. I don't think so. I think so. there's a couple more, right? There better be. Well, let me tell you what. If they ended it on that episode, which I was just like, I need to, I need to like go on TikTok and have someone explain to me what the fuck just happened. I don't understand. Oh, well, my TikTok is full of people talking about that show. Yeah. Yeah. Without ruining last night's episode for, uh, for me, though, are you team Damon and Rhaenyra or no? Yes. 100%. You are. 100%. Yeah, same. Same. I do not like the queen at all. No. She, you know what, though? You know who's, um, I, like, she's evil for sure, but you know who's just really fucking evil all of a sudden is Sir Kristen. Oh, yeah. He's just, he, he's a bitter little bitch. He, I was supposed to say, he's a little bitch. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, he's Although, insane. when she did, like, command him to take the boy's eye, he did say, I, I was shocked, actually. I thought he was going to go for it. He did say, like, I'm your protector, not your killer, you yeah. know? All right, go watch yeah. it so we can talk about what, what the fuck just happened, because I don't un really oh, un my understand. God. Okay. You know, a lot of people were um, up in arms <laughs> over the sex scene on the beach between Damon and Rhaenyra. Yeah. They were like, uh, we've waited all season for this and we've had to endure like sex scenes between the king and like young uh, Allison and like all these awkward sex scenes. And they're like, and you're telling me that that's all we get of Rhaenyra and Damon, like in the dark on a beach where you can't see and can't hear anything. And like, I don't know, like a lot of people wanted a much juicier sex scene, and I got to say, I kind of agree. Yeah. Stephen King has a new movie out right now. It's from one of his short stories, and he teamed up with Ryan Murphy to put out this Netflix movie called Mr. Harrigan's Phone. <laughs> and I got to say, I absolutely loved it. Okay. We've gotten kind of spooky. I haven't even seen it. We've gotten kind of spooky here at the Adams Family household, and... Um, <laughs> We've been watching a bunch of stuff. Like, we watched a bunch of Screams. We watched the original Halloween. Sarah had, it was like, I don't know if I've ever seen, like, the original Halloween. What? Which, by the way, like, is not scary at all. Well, not now, but it was then. I know, but, like, it's just not scary at all. <laughs> but here's the thing. There are movies from back then that were scary. Like, The Shining was scary. Um, oh, the Exorcist was scary. And then the Halloween's just like, okay, you're a slasher film, but you're not even that, not even that scary. You know which one really got me as a kid was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, that's just gore. Oof. Anyways, Mr. Harrigan's Phone. It stars Donald Sutherland. Oh. And Jaden Martell, who's like the best little actor in the world. He was in It. He was in Knives Out. A bunch of stuff. And he, he is so good in this. When Mr. Harrigan dies, Craig, the teen who befriended and did odd jobs for him, puts his smartphone in his pocket before burial. When the lonely youth sends his dead friend a message, he's shocked to get a return text. Mr. Harrigan's phone. It's really good. It's spooky. It's got a good twist to it. The acting's phenomenal. It looks just like every Stephen King thing in the world. I'm probably much to the chagrin of um, Ryan Murphy, who definitely has a very specific aesthetic, but I loved it. Uh, you should go watch it. Yeah. Netflix? Netflix. Yeah. Speaking of spooky, I watched Elon's new show, The Midnight Club. I haven't heard of that either. Do you remember Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's kind of got that vibe. It's definitely a YA spook situation. I love a YA. I know you love a well, you your love. favorite your favorite station is the CW. We know I you love. I didn't say that was my favorite station. I'm saying it. It's not. What other CW show do I watch? 
I don't know. I just feel like you're no, just like, no other CW show. Although I, Big Sky kind of like seems like it should be a CW show. But. Yeah, and like Manifest, I feel like it's a CW show. Oh, that one's coming back for one more season, you know. Yeah, and then coming back. Like I feel like Virgin River isn't a CW show, but is a oh, CW but show. Totally, you're totally right. Yeah. Okay, guilty. <laughs> so the Midnight Club. The Midnight Club follows a group of eight terminally ill patients at Brightcliff Hospice who begin to gather together at midnight to share scary stories. The Midnight Club on Netflix. So it's similar to Are You Afraid of the Dark? By Remember like they all got together and they would sit around the fire and tell stories? Yep. So they're doing that, um, but they're all dying of s- some different disease. And they're in like this creepy old hospice. So not only are they telling creepy stories, but they're also kind of living in a very creepy place where like the late, the, the main character is seeing a lot of ghosts and stuff already. So it's kind of twofold, but it's cool. Like, so they have their story and then they'll every, you know, every midnight they'll go and tell a story. And the people who are hearing the story or telling the story are also acting out the other story that they're telling, which is really fun. Anyways. Uh, if you're looking for some spooky stuff before for Halloween of the Midnight Club, very good. And our buddy uh, Ilan Gale did it, and it's also like the same director that did Haunting of Hill House, I believe. So I was just about to say that was my favorite Halloween watch for the past couple of years. Yeah, I think you like it. Okay, cute. Uh, Netflix. 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 All right, Ilan. Oh, I have one more. Okay. Have you heard of Reboot? That sounds familiar. So it's on Hulu, and it's created by Steve Levitan, who is the creator of Modern Family. Mm-hmm. It stars Keegan-Michael Key, Johnny Knoxville's in it, uh, Judy Greer's in it, Paul Reiser's in it. Like, the, the cast is ridiculously good. Follows an early 2000s family sitcom that Hulu has rebooted, and their dysfunctional cast that must deal with their unresolved issues in today's fast-changing world. Reboot. You know how, like, Full House was reboot, you know, with Fuller House yep. and, like, Boy Meets World turned into, like, Girl Meets World and that kind of stuff? It's mm-hmm. it's doing that. It's, Got it. And so this show is, I think, what Step by Step was. I think that's the idea. And so they reboot it, but they're trying to, like, reboot it, like, gritty and serious and not, like, a wacky sitcom like it used to be in the 80s. And so it's really, like, the power dynamic between the original writer and, like, the new writer and, like, the cast is all kind of washed up and all this stuff. So it's super meta and really, really good and very, very funny. Keegan-Michael Key is amazing and Judy Greer is so good. You know the writing's good because it's Steve Levitan who did freaking Modern Family for 11 years. So anyways, reboot. Go check it out. I take it you have not seen the Netflix movie Blonde. I heard it was so so terrible that I was like, eh, I'm, like I'm good. Too. But I love Anna de Armas. Yeah. Well, why don't you I'm going to give it a watch. It. You go watch I'm gonna, it. Yeah, I'm going to give it a watch this week. Yeah. I'm going to put forward an idea and just, you can take it or you can just leave it. What about this, Airlines? What if you could see if the person you're sitting next to has a baby? <laughs> You know? Yeah. Because when you buy a ticket, it always asks you, like, do you have an infant on your lap or something? You know? And you have to be like, mm-hmm. no, I don't. I don't. I would never do that to anybody. You know who really wants to know that information? The person that's deciding what seat to sit in. Because if that mm-hmm. is the... First of all, if you have a kid, you should have the whole row anyways. Like, you're putting everyone in a bad situation. Because if I... if you, We all knew that there was a kid in that row. Everyone would be like, you know what? Just have the entire row. You need it. Mm-hmm. You need help. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm like, I'm going to pay for the exit row or something. You know, I pay a little extra. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting next to a screaming snot-nosed kid. Mm. 
Come on. Hey, airlines, let me know. Okay. I have, a, I have a better solution for this. What is it? I've been saying for years that they need to designate like the back, however many rows, three rows of the plane for kid for people with small kids, because then they all have to sit back there together and deal. And then like, you know, like the further you sit, closer you sit to the back, the more you're going to have to deal with the screaming children. Wait, you rows of parking these kids now? I don't think you can do that. But okay, whatever. Pick th pick four rows in the middle of the plane. Whatever. Yeah. But just like make it a designated area, put them all together. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know about that. That's called segregation. I'm not sure if I agree with that. I just think that you should be the the information should be presented to you. Yeah, like, what do you have that information? But like, still, the only empty seats are the ones next to kids. Tough luck, buddy. I don't know. I feel like they need to be having their own section. Oh, by the way, I started watching the new Hell's Kitchen with Gordon Ramsay. And it's great. It's old people versus young people, which is hilarious. And there's a guy from Murfreesboro who is very good. His name is Alex. And I was like, I bet you he worked at like a really good restaurant. Guess where he worked at? Where? Husk. Oh, yum. Husk is good. Mm -hmm. Anyways, I love, the, cool. I love the new, I'm just a big Hell's Kitchen guy. It's just great. You know? Big cooking show guy. Big cooking show guy. You know? Yeah, I do know. No, you don't actually because you haven't watched well, it. I, I will know. Yeah, okay. Have you seen the clip? I don't, I, I'm not sure if it's new or not. And I feel like it's not because I don't know what he'd be promoting. But have you seen the clip of Ryan Gosling on the Ellen show that's on TikTok right now? Yes. He's so funny. Is he? I think he's so funny. And, but he's so subtly funny in movies that, and I guess he's so subtly funny on this, on the Ellen clip too. But I, he forget, like, I was laughing out loud on the airplane watching this. People thought I was insane. Like him thinking that his thumb, his left thumb is the most attractive body part. Yes. And then yeah. her being like, what do you do when you're completely naked? And he said, get undressed, get undressed, which makes no yeah. sense. Yeah. Uh-huh. Love him. All right. I'm going to give you that. He's adorable. I was in New York last week and there's scaffolding. Every block you walk down, there's crazy scaffolding. Everywhere in New York. They're always fixing shit. Hey, New York, yeah. build it right the first time. Why, are we, why do we keep doing this? I'm always having to walk underneath some crazy things. I'm worried that like a safe's going to fall down or a piano is going to fall out of a, a window and kill me. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Would you rather them not fix it? Why you got to fix it all the time? Guys, let's do it right the first time and then you're done. I guess when you cram that many people into that small of a space, they break shit a lot, you know? I know. I don't know. I've been in New York in so long. Did you know that Like a Prayer by Madonna is about giving blowjobs? I think I did know that. I believe really? I've heard that before. Let's just listen to some of, of this. I saw this and I was like, no, you're right. It's about giving blow blows. I hear you call my name. And it feels like home. I'm down on my knees. I want to take you there. In the midnight hour. I can feel your power. Take you there? Absolutely. I hear your voice. It's like an angel Sarah's never oh, said that my voice is like an <laughs> angel sighing when I'm about to jizz. Ew. Feels like flying. Feels like flying. 
saying? Close my eyes. Of course you do. Oh, God. Yeah, you should close your eyes. It's going to get all over the place. Heaven help me. When you call my name, it's like a little prayer. Oh I'm down on my knees. I'm blowing you up there. This visual is not okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways, I thought that was interesting. I didn't know that. I mean, it makes Fascinating. sense. I guess it makes sense, but I didn't know. But now I know. There's just so many songs with, like, hidden meanings. I just... Yeah, I mean, like, Harry Styles, the watermelon mm-hmm. songs yeah. about... I feel like they just sit around a studio and get, like, super stoned and are like, <laughs> everyone's going to think we're talking about this. We're really talking about this. Let's yeah. get them, you know? I saw this on TikTok. Morning Wood. So you're telling me, guys, just, like, wake up hard? And this is what this is what goes through my head. I'm like, the last 30 minutes of your REM sleep... Were you like having flashes of like naked girls? Like, how did you get hard? Do you just wake up hard? Because I don't wake up wet. Like, how are you waking up hard? And then you wake up and it's like, he's like, I'm hard. And I'm like, that's slightly my problem. But it's not my problem. That's not my problem. Do you think that guys are dreaming about like, like having wet dreams when we, we have morning wood? Probably. No, let me just... Okay, just because you don't remember it doesn't mean it's not happening. It's not what... It happens almost every morning, and it's not a sexual thing. Now, you can use that. You can use that power for good, of course. Okay, so what's the science behind it that makes it not sexual? Apparently, it's because you have a bunch of urine in your bladder, and it's pushing up against your prostate when you lay down like that, and that's what torques you up. Seems like a stretch. It's it's what morning wood is. It's not a bad. I don't know. I mean, like I know that you guys think that we think about sex all the time, but you do. Yes, but usually in the morning, it's not that. It's oh god, I gotta push it down to go pee. Mm, Fascinating. I love TikTok. It's really burning a lot of my time these days. Mm -hmm. It's not good. Yeah. If I put as much time into creating TikToks as I did watching them, I would be a zillionaire probably. Same. We got some YFTers that have left some messages. Oh, good. Hey, Wells and Brandy. Joy from Ottawa, longtime listener. And just want to say that you two are my favorite thing. Ding, ding, of every single week. So I love you guys' podcast. In terms of other favorite things, I am, don't think you guys have talked about it, but I'm a big fan of the show Anatomy of a Scandal on Netflix. It is a limited series. I think it's like only six episodes, but like, holy crap. That show we did kept me this. hooked. Binge it all in one go. Had to watch it all over again. So good. It's got Michelle Dockery in it, who's from Downton Abbey and um, The Gentleman. Um, she's great in it. And there's some other, you know, pretty cool people. So I think that is one that you guys should should watch and check out. That's all I got right now in terms of books. I am a big rereader, so I am reading Outlander, even though I've watched the whole series and waiting for the newest seasons to come out in Canada because things are slow here. Um, anyway, love you both. Have a wonderful day. Hey, that's good. That is that is one show I have never seen is Outlander. Wow, you would love it. That's what everyone says. I think I need to jump on that train. Sarah was obsessed with it. Uh-huh. So my, Olivia was too. I, 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 it's very popular. I need to give it a go. Yeah. 
Um, but we did. I did watch Anatomy of a Scandal. We did talk about it briefly. I just don't think we well, we like really went in hard on it. But it was a good show. Highly recommend. Real quick before I forget, did you see that my mom finally um, was able to announce that her production company is turning Little Secrets into a series? Yeah, is that Colleen Hoover? It's not. It's or Jennifer, Jennifer Hillier. Hillier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, who did Darb Hearts and a couple other really great books that we've talked about here before. Um, so this has been something in the works for a really long time that I've obviously known about for a really long time. And my mom and I are both so excited about it. And so it was super cool to, to get to see it on deadline and see that she could announce it. Um, I'm taking full credit because obviously I told her about the book, but I know the wife two years really liked that book. So super exciting, guys. Like, soon-ish we're gonna have a whole tv show about it that my mom got to do so cool have they started production not yet have they cast it i don't think they're done casting it yet but they have like a really great team on board to do the show but i know they have like a really great showrunner and director on board that's done some other cool things so i'll get the i'll get the deets to share it's gonna be a peacock show very cool. Which I know. Well, Keep it in the fam, you know? All right, here we go. Um, more voicemails. Literally been listening to the show since day one. I was also a big fan of Sorry Sound. Please bring it back, Brandi, please. I think my favorite thing right now is actually something that Brandy went to. So I watched the entire five-and-a-half-hour concert on Paramount Plus of the Taylor Hawkins tribute concert in Wembley. It was five-and-a-half hours? The one in London might have been. Okay. I don't think the one in California was. Got it. And I was so sad they didn't do the L.A. one. But I was hoping Brandy could talk a little bit more about that experience because the lineup was absolutely bonkers. And I wanted to know what her favorite parts of it, besides Miley, obviously, were. Because I genuinely think I've watched Taylor Hawkins' son Shane playing the drums for my hero. I think I've watched that clip probably about 100 times at this point. So, yeah, I would just love to know what her favorite part of it was. Bye. What was your favorite part? So I wasn't there for the entire show. So I don't want to say that it wasn't five hours because I I don't really know for sure. But I I don't think the L.A. show was that long. So we showed up, I would say, maybe like an hour into the show. And I had to stay backstage until Miley went on. And I only got to stand out there while Miley was on stage. It's one of those things where like when there's a show like this where there's so many people involved, like so many artists and all these artists are rolling so deep, right? With so many guests and team and whatnot. Like there's just no possible way for everyone to be able to be side stage all at the same time for the whole show. So they kind of, um, every time somebody would go out on sh- on stage, like, you know, their crew and team and guests would like follow them and get to stand out there and watch. So um, that being said, there were some monitors backstage. And I, w- I will say like just being backstage was so cool. It really um, was like a nice reminder that rock and roll is not dead. Like everyone around us was just so rock and roll, the way they dressed, drinking, smoking cigarettes. Like it almost like transported you back to that era. And my mom was like living her best life. But, you know, we were sitting there and Miley's standing there with Tommy Lee and Nikki Six and obviously um, the Def Leppard crew, that's who she performed with. And Tommy's son was there. It was just very cool. We got to see on the monitor we were watching, I saw Kesha's performance and then Kesha came backstage to hang. Travis Barker was there with Courtney. I'm pretty sure Travis performed at some point during the night, which I didn't get to see. But just to see so many people kind of come together from all different aspects of the music world right like obviously Kesha's pop you know I guess people consider Miley pop and then you have all these rock and roll guys from 
back in the day that are just legends and everyone just working together and coming together for Taylor Hawkins was just such a cool experience. Oh, you know who else I didn't know was performing that was unexpected was Mark Ronson. He came out and performed and I I wasn't, I guess I just didn't realize that he knew Taylor and had worked with Taylor before. And so, you know, there's somebody from like the electronic world and stuff. And it was just very cool. I really should go and watch. I don't know. I'm sure the LA show is live, is like recorded somewhere. I'm, I think you can watch it somewhere. If not now, I think it is going to come out because I would love to go back and watch it because I mean, that it just seemed like every single time they did a changeover on stage and brought people out, it was just like, oh my gosh, so-and-so, I can't believe that. So-and-so. The Darkness performed, which I, my mom wasn't really familiar with the darkness, but I'm sure you are. I believe in a thing called love. Exactly. Yeah. They said they performed that. Yeah, it was cool. epic. So, you know, just very cool. If I find out where you can watch the whole show, I'll, I'll let you guys know. I'll try to find that out. Very cool. All right. Last one. Hey, welcome, Brandy. Wanted to call and tell you some of my favorite things. Thanks. One of my favorite things lately as a as someone who grew up Mormon in Utah is people realizing how fucking weird Mormons are. Huh. It is my favorite thing lately. And if you have any questions, I can be your Mormon correspondent. Um, also, a show we've been loving lately is Abbott Elementary. My husband and I look forward to it every single week. It is so cute and so funny. And unproblematic. It's just delightful. A book series I really loved recently was A Good Girl's Guide to Murder. There's three books. They are so good. It's this girl who is trying to solve this old murder in her town and gets in all these crazy circumstances. It's incredible series. I flew through them. I've been loving Best in Joe. It's so funny. The um, three grandmas were freaking hilarious. Um, and one of my other favorite things is my little sister, Grace, who listens to this show. Shout out to her. She's wonderful, and I love her. That, those are my favorite things lately. So, bye. I agree. Thank you. Abbott Elementary is so good. Sarah's old co-star from The Wedding Year, Tyler, is one of the main characters. And he was up for an Emmy this year, and that show is phenomenal. It's like The Office or Parks and Rec or Modern Family, but taking place at a school and it's genius so if you guys want to call in for the uh, the hotline and let us know what some of your favorite things are uh, the number is 858-630-1856 love it before I forget uh-huh. I just wanted to let the Wyatt knows if they didn't know already that young Nikki, AKA my sister, Noah Cyrus is on tour right now. Um, she's been posting some clips on her Instagram from her shows and she looks great. She sounds great. No surprise there. So if any of you guys are interested in seeing Noah live, she's currently on tour. You can go to her Instagram, find the dates. If you happen to live in Nashville, she will be here on Sunday performing at marathon music works. So, um, that'll be fun show. Would love to see some live tears there. Oh, I miss Marathon Music Works. My old radio studio is right next door to it. Yep, it's a fun space. It's also where uh, antique pickers yes. are. American pickers? American pickers, that's it. That's it. I've been gone for a while. You have. All right, is that everything? I think so. All right. Well, I think there's only one song we can go out on. All right, well, I have tears. You know, every time you hear this song, just think of giving some blow blows. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just chef's kiss. I close my eyes. Oh my God. So we don't good. need to hear it again. <laughs> All right. Um, we love you. Love y'all. Don't forget to call us and uh, leave us voicemails and uh, rate and review on the, um, on the podcast store or whatever. And read some fuck you very much is next week. Ooh, love that. 
All right. Well, uh, I'll talk to you later. Yeah, talk to you later. All right. Bye. Uh, bye. Donna's definitely going to sue us. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.